Hi, what it do? How are we? I'm Kapana Wokulani and this is South Ah, a podcast. Duh. Where everything that had your jaw dropped that's happened in and around Southie is what's discussed. From the good, the bad, and of course the bogus. Don't forget to rate us, comment on whatever platform you use, and most importantly, share, share, and share. South R is all about learning as a community and being more politically involved and knowledgeable South Africans. Disclaimer, South R is an independent forum and all views expressed are my own. South R is not to be affiliated with any political bodies mentioned in the show. Any comments mentioned by listeners in response to episodes are the opinions of the listener. With this said, however, no hate speech in this house. That includes sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, or any other ism or phobia you might be unfortunately living with. The listener's discretion is advised. So, this week's episode is full of explanations, so do bear with me. I'll be explaining terms that will come up in later episodes, the segments we will have each week, and also a quick recap of how 2019 went for the state and what is to be expected for the year of 2020. So let's get started. A quick elaboration on the so-called structure that may change on a weekly basis according to what you guys request, but also what's popping off in the news. So each week we will have five interchangeable segments, namely What are the streets saying? That's when you, your friends, your loved ones, and everyone around you will have the chance to express themselves with your opinion or ask a question, which I will try by all means to answer as best as I can. The next one is, of course, topic of discussion, where we'll get specialists in respected fields to come and enlighten us on topics that I might not have the full capacity to elaborate on. And the next three are in this episode. And that is, of course, hiking news. Uh, We've got bulls as well as attention on a nation. So let's get started. Okay. (laughs) Hiking news today. Um, Basically, hiking news is all the stuff that's happening in and around our lives that literally are like dominating conversation wherever you go. I want to start with a few from last year. And the first one is, of course, the infamous Zondo Commission. Now, this literally had us going, ah, for a good portion of the year. From Angela Agrizi's testimony to the alleged allegations, my bad, that were brought forth um, against the son of the former president, Jacob Zuma, Duduzani Zuma. Um, and of course, more and more and more. Getting into depth with it would literally like give me a headache right now. <laughs> but if you'd like for us to do an in-depth episode where we actually talk about everything from the beginning um how it developed and so forth do let me know now the commission was initially only supposed to have a lifespan of 180 days but i mean you know and its current lifespan is set to end at the end of february 2020 the commission has so far cost a whopping 356 million rands and 92 people have of course delivered their oral evidence but from all of this, zero arrests, not oops, like nothing, have been made ever since. The Guptas, who have left a gaping hole due to their absence, has made it even more difficult for this commission to somehow find a way to end. In essence, what's going on here? Nobody knows. 
Next up is, of course, our favorite SA state owned enterprises, also known as SOEs, just to make it easier for everyone. Now, these have may, you know, continue to shock everyone. Um, and I mean, you know, they have asked us for money and they continue to disappoint. SABC, ESCOM and SAA have, of course, been in headlines the whole of last year for all the wrong reasons. And 2019 was obviously no different. It will probably take me a decade to explain what's going on in all of them in depth again. But here's a quick short summary. The South African Broadcasting Corporation also known as SABC, is in dire straits. The latest on the public broadcaster is that it has lost almost $1.5 billion in revenue due to irregular and illegal discounts given to advertisers between January 2018 and June 2019. Discounts up to 85% were given, which, by the way, is against advertising policy in the company. The broadcaster really needs to put itself together, otherwise hmm, it might get tricky and tense. It is also, to note, a very important platform for the poorest parts of South Africa with an audience over 27.9 million people and its 18 radio stations having an average weekly audience of 33 million listeners. According to their annual report, the SABC ended the 2018-2019 financial year with an audited loss of 482 million rands. Now, coming up is, of course, a national favorite, ESCOM, personally. Like, before we even go anywhere, like, stage eight. Like, wow, I was so shook. I couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, what is happening? Like, I, I, anyways, <laughs> our favorite SOE is now under new leadership, folks. The new CEO of ESCOM. Andre Director asks, says that he will ask ESCOM board members for a mandate to implement some significant changes, which may include subsidized light bulbs. Firstly, uh, why are you still asking? It's time to go. It's time to move now. And two, we have light bulbs. There just isn't any light coming out of them. <laughs> He's likened ESCOM to a bicycle with a chain off and i say it's more like you know the wheel the brakes the chain you know just a skeleton left but okay cool he has however vowed to no forced retrenchment after the president uh, sir ramaphosa stated that this is the mandate with more surprises of course the utility has also appointed a new spokesperson ironically enough Sikonati Manchancha has also been known to be an ESCOM critic. His appointment has occurred in the hopes to improve ESCOM's image. This is all happening after a 59 billion rand bailout was proposed three months ago. Above that, the above the 23 billion, my bad, a year that's already been allocated. This entity has a whopping 450 billion rand debt that has the potential to sink the economy if nothing is done, like, soon. Like, yesterday, like, three years ago, soon. But last but not least, of course, it is SAA. Now, with flights being cancelled right, left, and center, tense. Last year, SAA saw a strike that approximately cost the airline 50 million rand a day. 
after it said that its restructuring could affect nearly 950 employees. The airline has lost more than 28 billion rand over the past 13 years, and now board members are being called on to resign. And in general, Akokuts, like, at all, friends, at all. Okay? Last but not least, um, looking at 2019, September was a very, very difficult month. The horrific killing, my bad, of UCT, University of Cape Town student, Uyinene, saw a national-wide uproar, with lists on Twitter of which somehow disappeared and we forgot, and now we're just not angry anymore. Women and children are still being killed at the hands of men, and South Africa is still the rape and murder capital of the world. And truthfully, I hope you're still angry. Last but not least, coming into 2020, it is, of course, the back-to-school tragedies that have occurred. And if you are wondering, yes, education is extremely political, friends. 2020's back-to-school hasn't gotten gotten off to the best start with the drownings of 13-year-old boys in Okumpianza from Parktown Boys High School and Gamuhetwe Sean Siboko from Larshkwil Becker Primary School. Both incidents are under investigation, which makes it rather difficult for me to comment, even though various statements have been released. I really do hope that the boys' souls rest in peace, that their families find um, are able to be, you know, condoled in this difficult time, and I really hope that justice is brought. Moving right along to our next segment, it is, of course... We've got bills and like not the like I've got bills. I need no, not not that one. Not no, not that one. Okay. <laughs> so before we get to the bills, however, I think it's important that I give you some sort of background so that you understand what's going to happen right about now. Cool. So one of the most important principles, according to my opinion, is that of separation of powers. It's basically a democratic principle that divides power of the state into three. Difference and the key word here, friends, is independent arms. Namely, the executive, which is the cabinet, the legislature, or the ca- and by the way, everyone knows the cabinet because you know it's always getting reshuffled and you know stuff like that. The legislature, which sits in Cape Town, <laughs> and of course the judiciary, which sits in Bloemfontein. The executive, of course, sits in Pretoria. Cool. So. It's important because, for example, a law cannot be made or a law without all three bodies sort of agreeing upon it in their different capacities. It's a way of keeping checks and balances in the democratic scheme of things. Oh, well, it should. And, uh, you know, it's done relatively good in South Africa. Cool. So before anything can be made a law or become a law, rather, a bill must be passed by both houses of parliament now. What are these houses? These include the National Assembly and the National Council of Provinces, which sometimes I can refer to as NCOP. Cool. Once introduced, it's referred to, oh, this is a bill now, it's referred to a relevant committee where it's discussed immensely, and if they feel so, it will be amended. With certain bills, however, a lot of public interest is drawn, and therefore public hearings are organized for those. Once this committee has finalized its deliberations, it reports to the corresponding house, so whichever house brought forth the amendment in the first place. That house will then discuss the bill, and if they feel necessary, may refer it back to the committee. Eventually, well, hopefully, 
The first house will agree on the bill and its amendment. Then they will send it to the other house. If a bill passes through both the National Council of Provinces and the National Assembly, it's sent to the president for assent or, in layman's terms, approval. Once the president has put their million-dollar signature on it, it then becomes an act of parliament, also known as a law of the land. All of this obviously can't happen if it's not constitutional, and that's where the Constitutional Court comes in. Cool. So, in the coming year, the bills that are expected to make waves, literal waves, um, and before we get to that though, 31 bills were revived since the incoming of the 6th Democratic Parliament, and 13 new bills have been added. So, it is a long process, but like, things get done. Very slowly, but they get done. Cool. (laughs) The first one is... Land expropriation without compensation. This bill aims to amend Section 25 of the Constitution. On the 6th of December, the Parliamentary Committee on Land Expropriation published its new draft bill for public commentary. When the bill was initially proposed, there was massive speculation on its implementation. And the bill responds to some of the worries held by all stakeholders as it aims to amend the constitution to allow that should land and its improvements of any sort be expropriated, the amount payable as compensation may be zero. However, the bill doesn't say what would need to occur or what like circumstances would need to be present for this to happen. So it says like, okay, you can expropriate without compensation, but it doesn't say what would the conditions um, be to suffice in order for this to happen. Cool. Uh, Should you want to comment on the proposed bill, written submissions are accepted till the 31st of January 2020. Next up is the National Health Bill or National Health Insurance Bill. Um, The NHI (laughs) is said to be the pathway to health coverage for every citizen of South Africa. So the idea is that it will be compulsory insurance and that the fund will be the single purchaser and payer of healthcare services in South Africa. So basically how it all works like now, right? So if you're sick and if you're fortunate enough to have medical aid, you will go to the doctor, you know, the doctor will help you. They'll ask for your medical aid card. You know, you do the thing. So in essence, you're paying them, but your medical aid will pay them later, if that makes sense, right? What this bill suggests, however, is that the National Health Insurance Bill will now change that and that the fund will purchase the health care on behalf of the user, the user. And the user is considered to be any South African citizen or permanent resident at accredited health care providers at the point of service. And it will be rendered free of charge at this point. Now, that means that I will go to the doctor, but I won't be paying my medical aid anymore. I'm going to be paying the government or I'm going to be paying the fund and the fund will pay for me. But at the time of me going to the doctor, I won't need to have any money on me. Cool? Cool. So even though it's meant to only be introduced in a few years' time, governments and regulators, of course, have already started making a lot of changes in preparation for the transition. And this year seems like it's going to be on the top of the agenda list. Last, but of course, not least, once again, because nothing is ever less important than the other one in politics. Nationalizing the Reserve Bank. 
Now, the South African Reserve Bank um, is one of the few uh, central banks in the world that are still independently run. It's official and has been actually official. Parliament has revived the bill that proposes the nationalization of the Reserve Bank. And that happened in October 2019. Now... The bill has obviously spooked investors and it's pretty awkward if you ask me because, well, the president's main drive um, since his incoming has been investment and investors don't really like it when things like the National you know, Reserve Bank get nationalized. Um, and this draft bill provides the following. It says that the state should be the sole shareholders of the shares. It would be the republic's president in consultation with the minister of finance and the parliament to appoint the directors of the bank and finally the role of the minister of finance would be to exercise the rights attached to the shares in the bank now of course this could be great everything always has you know a positive and a negative and you know in the context of south africa it may be really tricky to do all of this without corruption being a part of it. Although it may be a private member's bill, it aligns with the ruling party, which is the African National Congress, own position on nationalizing the Reserve Bank. So it actually might gain traction. However, the government might decide to draft their own bill instead of using the Economic Freedom fight Fighters, also known as the EFF's framework. Interesting times ahead of us, especially for the coming year. It's going to be fun, friends. Very, very, very fun. <laughs> we have unfortunately come to the end of our episode, but like any other good student, I, of course, have to cite my sources. Sources for today include Plastics Essay, Stats Essay, Mail and Guardian, Parliament.gov.za, People's Assembly website, Business Tech, Sport24, CNBC, BBC News, Pretoria News, Daily Maverick, Vin24, as well as www.gov.za. From me, I really, really hope you enjoyed this first episode and that you've learned something and that you can teach someone something at the end of it all. I'll see you next week. Please, please, please do like, review, comment, whether it's on social media. We are, of course, at South Our Podcast on Twitter and Insta- Instagram and South Our Podcast at gmail.com on email. We really, really, well, I'd really, 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 really appreciate um, any comments, whether bad or good. You know, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and yeah, so I'll see you next week. And from me, only love and light. <laughs>